Welcome back to Onto the Ball. <laughs> I'm back with OB to go over Liverpool uh, against Luton. Luton nil, Liverpool four was my prediction. Luton nil, Liverpool three, I think, was OB's prediction. On Friday, I said the Luton players are going to be in awe of Mo Salah like he's prime Lionel Messi. They're going to be more worried about getting his shirt at full time than they are winning this game. And my God, we got the fright of our lives and Obi, I'm sure you're going to say the exact same as me. It could have been a lot, lot worse. We can't take anything away from Luton. They were absolutely fantastic, incredible. And I'm they, gutted they, at how good they were. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Scott. They were really, really good. They played that 5-4-1, didn't they? And they just didn't leave any space between the lines. They just banked on us probably missing a few big chances, which we did in the game and a few big opportunities in the game and then and then basically struck with a counter-attack from our corner while we were too busy claiming for a penalty, which was quite naive on behalf of some of our players. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they, they got their game plan right. They knew what they wanted to do. They didn't care about having the ball. They just wanted to make it tough for us, waited for us to miss our chances, and we did, Scott. Do you know what it reminded me of, Obi? Sat there. Uh, I started panicking probably on 30 minutes. And then the next time I looked at the clock and I thought I'm getting a bit sweaty, it was 55 minutes. Do you know what it reminded me of? Pretty much last season. So when Forest. they went 1-0 up, Forest, yeah. Uh, pretty much any of them kind of games. Forest, Bournemouth. Yeah. Where we just huff and puff, but there's no end product. And I just thought they're going to nick this. And then true to form, was it 81st minute? They go up the other end and you could see it happening all the way. But everything about it, just the kind of defeatist attitude I had in my head. I don't know if you had it, but when I seen Simicast and Harvey Elliott coming on, I thought, oh my God, we're waving the white flag here. Do, do, do you know what though, Scott? What I would say is the response from the players from going 1-0 down was really positive. It was probably something that we can take out of it and Klopp will take out of it. You have a stinker performance every so often. You do where you're missing chances and Nunes missing that chance and Salah missing head in it. And it would have been overturned because he looked like he was onside. He and was. It's like, and he was. And that's it. So between the two of them, they both hash of that. And it's like, it's one More of them Nunes, days. Though. More Nunes. Oh, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But if you look at Salah's initial header, that's a honker as well. Where yeah, but still, was it, it was on a plate for Nunes, though, oh, wasn't he? Literally know, laid on a plate, it whether it was, it was a bad know, header or not. I know it was. And on Friday, just to remind you, we said he lurches from the absurd to the sublime. Is he world class? And we're both like pairing it, how he's coming good finally. And then he goes and serves up that chance. It was harder Scott, to miss. Yeah, Scott, that's twice in what? absolute sitters we're talking like open goal sitters and then in between that he scores a weldy it's just what we're going to get from him now for me and I've said this to you before on, on the chat quite a lot it, it's like it's difficult to accept at points but it's like does Klopp accept it and go these are moments of of, of, of lack of concentration or does he go do you know what? This guy's going to keep doing this and I'll, I'll be here for it. You know what I mean? I'll be here for the, for, for the long term. I don't know. I, um, I don't want to take anything away from Luton. I could sit here moaning uh, maybe about the, the lineup or the performances. I don't want to take anything away from Luton. So obviously I want to talk about them first. 
Kabore yeah. on one side and uh, Ogbene on the other side. Pace for days. They, they tore us apart. They, he executed the, the game fantastically. The lad on uh, Alexander-Arnold's uh, side had him for toast, didn't he? And he knew Ogbeni. that really early on, yeah. And he, he, he was literally waiting for him. And he'd either go in, play the one-two and get him behind him or just outpace him and he'd done it a number of times I mean that, that, that was the way they were set up they were set up to do that set up to take them opportunities and, and let the wide boys hit 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 hard hit where we where we have got weaknesses obviously with Alexander-Arnold the, the space in behind we've seen loads and loads of teams hit that space it's part of what we do because we, we we expect him to go so far up the park and create so far up the park he's always going to be exposed to that um I think the, there's a five at the back denied us a lack of opportunity and lack of space. I think some of Nunes' movement early on was really good. The one where he needed down and hit the bar, I thought he's a little bit unlucky with that. He'd done really, really yeah. well when it was like a, an instinctive type of chance. Um, and when we didn't score early, I knew it was going to be a problem. And I think I touched on that in the poddy the other day where I says, we can get an early goal, we can calm ourselves down and we can probably push away. And I expected us to be able to do that. But when we didn't get a goal, it's like, like you said, it's going on and on. And we've seen this script before. I think Luton were great. I think they've done really, really well. I think they set up really well in the formation. The manager obviously spent a lot of time studying it. It was a big game, big day for their, them as a club. And they responded and they played really well. So fair play to them. What is Ross Barkley's problem, Obi? Because I've mentioned it like maybe a decade ago. When did Steven Gerrard leave? 2015, yeah. if I'm correct. Yeah. I remember writing in our Liverpool group chat, I would go and break the bank, bring Ross Barkley from Everton, replace Steven Gerrard, put that position to bed for another 10 years. And then he he seems to be blowing hot and cold. He obviously went to Chelsea, on loan to Villa. I was going to bring my stat pack onto this potty today and remind you that Ross Barkley played in the Villa 7, Liverpool 2 result, but then Sky Swartz put it up on the graphic anyway. He was fantastic that day, even got a goal that day. And then he went off to Turkey, I think it was, at Trabzonspor or something. Um, And I'm sure he's about 29 now, so his time is gone. But every time I watch him, he's absolutely immense. And today he was box to box. I don't know how he can hold it together and have a decent career at a club and I know maybe what you're going to say, but whenever he plays against Liverpool, he raises it because he's an Evertonian. But he's a fantastic footballer. He is. He is. And he does raise it against us because I've seen him in other games where he looks rubbish, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a bit of that going on. Um, I thought he looked like he was out of puff after 30 minutes. They did a zoom in of him on Sky. I don't know if you saw it. And he was, he was dripping wet. Sweat. Yeah. And he was like, and he he was, had his mouth open, and I thought he's gonna have to come off at halftime. We're getting to these guys, and he just got better. So I don't know what the hell was going on there. Um, like you say, if he's twenty nine, you you you're, you're on the verge of writing him off anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he's he, he's he not going to get a big club now, is he? Definitely not at twenty nine. No, he, he hasn't, and he what he's done is he's he, he's performed today, and he was the lifeblood of everything that they did. He was, um, him and Townsend were, were clever all the heads to bring in and they just made the right decision at the right point. They weren't hanging about with a ball at the back either. They weren't trying to play any stylish football. 
channels banging into space trying to get out wide to the wide boys to cause us problems and um, they were happy to have little of the ball because when they're out of possession they were immense they were immense the amount of work that they did as defensive as a defensive group when they didn't have the ball was brilliant and they they, they deserve all the plaudits for that the thing is like you say they executed the game plan to perfection and it's, yeah. again, I feel foolish. You always get dragged in when you're flying. I said it to Trav, I'm sure, on yesterday's Man United uh, live match reaction. I said, this is a not like last season. Last season, it was like there was no easy games. There was no no gimmies. Uh, this season, I feel like the quality has dropped off a bit. You've got pe- teams like Villa in and around the top four, top five. And then you've got Sheffield United and Luton. Burnley probably put that in there. So that's the three promoted sides. They're gimmies. And I've... Been caught by my own trap. I'm calling Luton a gimme, and then we've just drawn one each with them and been largely not outplayed, but outbattled, outworked. I think the first half, I think we were outworked. I think, I think the second half, I think we just couldn't break them down. I think there was a difference there. Um, I, 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 I don't want to talk about this, Scott, because it's really, really important. Is when we conceded the goal, I thought we upped it. And we were always going to score. And I do think, I was thinking to myself, eight minutes, we're going to score. And I honestly thought that. And then, like, my son next to me was like, we can score a couple here because we, we look like if we're going to score one, we're going to score two. And there was opportunities. I'm glad you did, OB, because I thought yeah. this is 22-23 Liverpool. We're not scoring here. No. They, and do you know what? It was like, it was such a good cross. And then it, the moment, it was Diaz's moment. I know it came off his shoulder, but it was like poetic justice it really was after everything that guy's gone through and he obviously showed the uh showed the t-shirt about his dad and everything else and I thought that is that's that was written that was it was just so lovely to see and uh, it's very difficult for anybody of any who supports any team to, to to deny him that opportunity and at the end of the day I mean if you put it down into stats we didn't deserve to lose that game um we had enough of it we had enough chances we probably should have won it. Um, at the end of the day, we've rescued a point. We walk away and we go, OK, we had a bad day and we dropped two points and we're still above Arsenal in the league on goals scored. We're now above them on goals scored, played the same amount of games. So if they're title contenders, we learn from that. We move on and the group moves on and they go, OK, we got away with that one and we develop as a football team. My, my concern is that people like McAllister had a terrible game. He's literally taking the words team. out of my mouth. That was my next oh, point. Mate, Go, mate. Take it away. Take it away. So there's two points to this. He's I've never seen him play for Argentina or Brighton in that position. And now he's playing there. In the last four games, he doesn't look comfortable. And today was his worst point. And I don't know. And you're, you're, I'm probably nicking what, what you were going to say. But after he was yellow carded, I thought he was going to get sent off. I really did because I could see him lurching into tackles and then having to pull out. And it's like, at that point, it was like, get him off the pitch quick. Get him off now. You know what I mean? And and they made the subs and they left him on the pitch. And to be fair, he seemed to grow into the game, but that was because he was more advanced. As we were mm-hmm. pressing for the for the, for the equaliser, he got more involved and he was actually playing better than he had the whole game. And it kind of shows that we haven't got a number six. We really haven't. And yeah. if, if if it takes us to play Endo and drop one of them three lads, that's what we need to do in the short term because 
we get exposed. We do get exposed at points and um, McAllister isn't a number six. Um, he's wearing a number 10 on his back for a reason. He should be, the, and when he plays for Argentina, he's the most advanced of the three. So they have uh, Fernandez and they have uh, De Paul and then they have him and he's the most advanced of the three. And we're literally playing as, as a CDM, which doesn't sit right with me. Um, I'm going to be careful what I say because Trav's just joined us. <laughs> he says, Obi said it would be tough, was an intriguing watch. Uh, it was. Um, Obi said we probably deserve to win. Maybe looking at the stats and the chances we had, yeah, I'll 100% agree with you. But when you look at the whole game as a whole, I'm so glad we just got out of there with a point. Because Luton were fantastic and implemented their game plan to almost perfection. Um, so I don't, yeah, we did. If we took our chances, we'd have won that. But I'm taking nothing away from Luton. Um, so fair play to them. But yeah, on to McAllister. It's, I said it on the Liverpool group chat. It's not, it's, he's not a bad buy. Okay. Let's get that first and foremost because he's not playing in his um, preferred position. He's not a CDM. We're asking him to play that. His confidence, obviously, is going to be taking a hit when he's putting in these below-par performances at CDM. So that is not going to be helping him. I didn't think he could get any worse than he did away to Brighton. And I think today he surpassed that. He was worse today than he was against Brighton. His ball retention was just honking. Someone, a Man U or a rival fan, is going to create a, um, a meme soon or a, uh, get some stats out and show how many times he's given the ball away in the last four games. And it's going to be frightening. Completed pl- passes, whatever you want to call it. He, and, and it will happen now, OB, because I don't know if you notice, he's had five yellow cards now, so he misses the Brentford game. Yeah. But I was going to say he either needs a rest for a couple of games, or, like you've just said, he needs to put in his position to build his confidence, at least for a couple of games. And like you say, drop Endo in there to yeah, see, what, see how he can do. Absolutely. You, you, you've, hit, you've hit the nail on the head there, Scott. He, he's, I think I think missing the game is probably going to help him. It gives him a reset. It's not the worst game for him to miss as well. I mean, all of the games are tough, but if it was a team like in and around where we are in the league, I'd be a lot more concerned. Um, I think he's, he's probably doing his own head in as well because there was a there was a close up of him at one point and I don't know if you noticed this and he was he was annoyed with himself and he was showing it on his face. So there's clearly something going on there. Klopp needs to take him in, put him under his wing, go, right, okay, what's the problem? What do we need to do to change it? And either develop him as a number six if if Klopp thinks that he's got that ability or develop him as a as, as a different type of midfielder. Or just put him back into the position that he's most comfortable with and where he's won the World Cup. You know what I mean? So um it's it's gonna be an interesting interesting um time ahead and see see where Klopp lands on that. I mean, for me, Gravin Birch looks like he's 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 a player. It looks like he's got a lot going for him. I think Slobberside didn't have his best game today, however he, he, he seems to have yeah, he's nailed. He's nailed, nailed down the the kind of role, and one bad game doesn't make you a bad player. Um, but it looks to me like McAllister might be struggling to hold his place in the team um, in the in in the short to medium term. So it's about what Klopp thinks he can do to 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 improve what 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 McAllister's output is at the moment because it isn't right, and it's probably because of the position he's being asked to play more than anything else. 
Absolutely. And like I said, I'm never going to write him off as a, a sign-in and say he's been a poor buy when he's not even playing his right position. And, and he's he's had a, a solid start, a good start to the season, but just the last three or four games, he's been absolutely horrid. And he'll know that more than anyone. I think you might be alluding to when we took that corner and it rolled under his foot, a bit like Stevie G in 13-14 against Chelsea, and they broke yeah. away. Um it was just that you could see he was frustrated with himself. And that's his confidence is going to be taking a hit. He, he's going to know that he's not playing very well. Um, but I don't know if you watched any of the Copa Liberatores, if I've pronounced that right. But that Andre Andrade or whatever his name is um, for Fluminense, they won it last night in extra time, cracking goal from John Kennedy in extra time. Um, a mad game. These South Americans, there was a scrap in the middle of the park at one point. <laughs> and that Andre just uh, ran past these two players having a scrap. Um, but at full time, his manager had one of them like chats with him, like uh, where they were in tears, kind of like the big goodbye. He's definitely leaving Fluminense. And if Twitter and social media and all the reporters are to be believed, he's going to Liverpool. Um, I imagine if that's the case, he will get announced imminently really because I'm sure that's their season over now till February uh, unless someone can tell me otherwise so even if he's I know he won't be able to sign and play until the 1st of January but if he's coming to us I expect it to be announced and then that'll give uh, Alexis McAllister just a little bit of reassurance that it's only short term playing CDM and hopefully he's going to get opportunities further up the park Um, but I agree with you Gravenberg was uh, probably the best midfielder today his lovely little touches. I said the other day on the poddy that he can find space in a single bed with Gemma Collins, but his quick feet getting out of tight spaces and popping and playing the right ball was again fantastic. What a signing he looks. Um, but yeah, onto Sobersly. You're right. Sobersly is only young, yeah, and he's he's brilliant. He's got all the attributes: his strength, power, his shot. Obviously, he's been getting compared to Steven Gerrard on the socials by fans. Because he's young, that's going to be going to his head. But Sobosly's not dictating and putting his stamp on games as much as I'd like him to, OB. And I think today was a, a game that perfectly illustrated that. I just wanted a bit more for him, from him. Do you think he's he's maybe a bit of a player who's more comfortable with playing at Anfield? Because I think some of his best performances have been there. And maybe when he goes away, he quite ha- hasn't quite got the same swag to him. Because I was thinking that today. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you think, Scott, but he looks like he's a better player at home. Maybe, maybe it's just when I was watching him today, I was thinking, like, do what Kevin De Bruyne does. Now I'm not putting him in the same bracket. Well, why, why wouldn't I put him in the same bracket? If we're putting him in the same stratosphere as Steven Gerrard, then he can be in the same bracket as Kevin De Bruyne. But I was thinking, come on, use your attributes, use your power, use your pace to break through the lines, drive into the box. And he just wasn't. If anything, he was too, um, he's too keen to turn back and play it back backwards. And I was I thinking, think- come on, you're supposed to be the new darling of Liverpool, apparently he's sold more shirts than Mo Salah, according to reports. I was thinking a bit more ambition, a bit more drive, go forward, a bit more positive. Yeah, I wasn't was surprised no when he got hooked, put it that way. No, there was no space today. And that's that's the thing, the way Luton played, if you watch the midfield line, and it, it, there was a point in the game where they had a five at the back and they had four, literally, probably three, four, five yards in front of them. 
and they were just sitting and they just had the one lad and they they hooked one lad and brought the other lad on towards the end and they're just he's just running around with a play running around chasing the ball and the rest of them are just sat in and that's where experience makes a difference as well so for me it's like it's not about the, the youthful intent and that because ultimately there's no space there's no space you ain't getting through unless you get a lucky deflection or something a, a touch of brilliance but what you've got to do is you've got to find a way of dragging them players out dragging them out of position dragging them wide dragging them all over the park and doubling up in certain wide spaces or in, in, in through the middle at points and I didn't feel like Whereas in the past we've had people like Milner and Henderson and Fabinho who have been been there, done it a million times. I think that there's a little bit of in the midfield. Have we got enough nows when we need to break them down? And we possibly haven't. We've possibly substituted a load of talented, a, a load of experienced players for a load of talented players, but we've got to develop them. But Klopp will use that. He'll use that as a training tool. I'm sure he'll play back the videos and go. In this instance, this is what I want you to do. This is how you beat teams who have got a, a, like a deep, a deep block or what was it called, a low block or whatever it is now, and and playing two really tight banks and with no space in between. You can't run in between the lines. And this is how I want you to start breaking these teams down. And this is what you need to do. So it could end up being a really good lesson for them. But um, it was harsh today. It was harsh, but. Uh, yeah, it, it happens, and I, I I didn't think the boys' heads ever went down really. Yeah, I don't I don't think they did. Obviously, we battled till the end, um, but I thought, I said to you at halftime, I'd have put Gakpo on for Jota at halftime. Uh, I think Jota he didn't have the best first half. I know he had a, a couple of chances, especially that near post, which was a good um, save from the keeper. He must have given the keeper the eyes into the far corner and thought, I'll nip it in there. The, the keeper read it where it was a great save. Um, but yeah, I just thought, like you say, the low block, I think Gakpo would have been tailor-made for this to try and unlock something, drop a little bit deeper to allow Salah and Nunes in um, from the channels. But yeah, we just couldn't break them down. Uh, Barry's in the comments. Cheers for joining Barry again. Top man. We clearly need a six. Klopp needs to sort that out in January. The manager keeps mentioning that Endo is a great six. He said, check the tapes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Javier Mascherano used to be a great six when he was in his 20s as well, and we can check them tapes. But yeah, Barry, I don't think Endo is going to make it in this Liverpool team. Um, I, I know OB last when I'm right off any player over 30, but... He seems to be playing every Europa League, every League Cup game. I don't think he's going to get a chance in the Premier League. It just doesn't look tailor-made for him. But as we just mentioned, Andre from Fluminense is hotly tipped to be joining the Mighty Reds. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. I hate that ground. The pitch is awful. At least it's not plastic anymore, Barry. Thank God yeah. for that in the 80s. Uh, Liverpool did... a. Luton did a Liverpool on the counter-attack. You could see it coming, couldn't you, Barry? We were just saying, I don't know if you hit there at the start of the stream, but it was like Liverpool 22-23. The more we huffed and puffed, you just thought they're going to get a goal around the 70th, 80th minute, like Bournemouth, like Nottingham Forest, and we're going to be panicking. Thankfully, we had enough in the end to get over the line and grab the point, but um, Brazilian league finishes at end of December. Right, sound, that's it then. Well, he's not going to be announced in November and December. Then I imagine it'll be announced on the 1st of January or holding up a Liverpool 
kit next to a Christmas tree like Van Dyke Obi. Yeah, January the 1st or January the 2nd, like Happy New Year, boys. There you go. There's, there's your new player. There's your new number six CDM for the next Absolutely. 10 years. Um, did did you see any of the Copa Liberadores or whatever it's called, Obi? No, I didn't. No, no, I haven't had a chance to have a look at it. Was it? If it, it, the, if it does it look bit, like he's a player, Scott? Yes. Obviously, I, I put a tweet out. It's obviously only an eye test. I watched the second half in extra time. And there's a few compilations on Twitter. Um, he looks like he's got skills. He's more than just a CDM destroyer uh, like Mascherano. He's, he rolls his socks down like Thiago and Jack Grealish. I mean, if that's not confidence for you, I don't know what it what is. But yeah, he looks really good. Go on Twitter after this and just put in Andre Copa Liberatores videos and you'll see a few compilations of him getting out of tight spaces and turning. He looks really good. Uh, did Gomez play left back? Yeah, Trav. For those that had Simicast for a four million defender in the FPL team, you'd be disappointed, uh, even though Simicast did get on. But yeah, it was uh, Gomez left back, and he didn't. He did all right. He does all right at fullback, doesn't he, Obi? Yeah, he's um, he, he, he's good at he's good at fullback either side. He does a good job. Um, I think he was brought in probably because a little bit of pace. Um, to to nullify the pace thing, he's also he's quite good in the air, and they're quite a big physical team. So I think there was a little bit of uh, the physicality of Gomez would probably help. Yeah. Um, come on, and I thought Simicast actually did all right. I thought Simicast and Elliot both did all right when they come on. They actually give us more impetus as a team. Um, and and the, the last ten minutes, I thought we were really good. I thought we'd, we're trying to unlock them in the right way. We're trying to break them down in the right way, and um got the moment and I, I just want to talk about Luis Diaz because how how brave is that everything mm. that he's been through to make himself available obviously uh, Klopp put him on the bench today and then he comes on and he gets that moment and um, he had his t-shirt on underneath so it's like he knew it was going to happen it was just beautiful yeah, absolutely it really beautiful. Was. when he scored out it went mad absolutely yeah. went mad he, he just knew yeah. he, it's like it was like written Written for him, he, it's like he knew that he was going to do everything in his power. He come on, he looked direct. He looked like he was a problem for them. Um, clearly, hasn't been training as much as he should have been, and that's probably had an impact. But at the end of the day, he come on and he give us a real cameo. And um, I mean, I know it come off his shoulder, but at the end of the day, he's the right place, the right time, and it dipped in. So uh, he's 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 got us out of got us out of jail tonight, big time. Yeah, it was brave. But when I was watching, especially on the bench. I thought he must be sitting there just thinking about his parents and the kind of turmoil they're in, the horrendous um, ordeal they're going through. And I just thought, fair play, you even being on the bench. Um, and that just shows a testament of his character. Uh, Barry says he, he thought Andre played as a double pivot and he looked slow. Do you know what, Barry? I did think that, but I thought that towards the end of the game. I thought, I bet he's knackered. Um, so I wasn't going to judge him on on his speed, but I did think he looked really tired. I thought that it took him off, but I'm sure he played the whole of the extra time as well from, from what I've seen. Um, but no, I was impressed by him. Um, and obviously I hope that he does come to Liverpool, put it that way. I'm putting my hat in the ring. I hope he comes to Liverpool. Luton played five, four, one. Yeah, it was. Uh, Dan's in poor man's Ross Barkley. <laughs> I don't know if you were just uh, tuning in 10 minutes ago, Dan, but I was just saying like, Ross Barkley is a baller. Um, every time he plays against Liverpool, he puts in a shift. Uh, 
when I watched him against Liverpool, he scored against Liverpool in the 7-2 Aston Villa game. Um, he played amazing today. I look at him and think, how have you not got 50 England caps? Like, he's such a good player, but he, maybe just he's got all the attributes and ability, but he doesn't apply himself. I don't know, maybe a bit like Stan Collymore. Remember, he joined a new side and be ace for about three games and then disappear and join another Bradford or a Leicester or something. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I suppose the question is, would would Chelsea take him back, or would would like uh, they take him back now? And that's a question to the. Uh, to is Dan. he still on Chelsea's books, Dan? Or I have abso- still absolutely no idea. I think I think he's I think he's signed for Luton, but I'm not 100 sure. But would you take him back right now, considering the performance he just gave? Yeah, I mean, he was immense today. Uh, Luton's left winger gave Trent a good game second half. Yeah, he tore him apart, didn't he? He embarrassed him a bit, especially with that stop-start run, left him for dead. And it was like, Trent just struggles against these tricky wingers. But um, when you've seen the stat on Sky Sports, they were piling all down Luton's left or right. And it was obviously for that reason. Um, he's slow in the first half. That's not very promising, Barry. Let's hope that if... Um, he comes to Liverpool, he copes with the cut and thrust of the Premier League. I know that much. Uh, I'd never take him back. Fair play, Dan. Uh, <laughs> we released him a couple of seasons ago, really. So he must have went to, I'm sure it was Turkey, Trabzonspor or something on a free. And now he's at Luton. And I'm sure he's about 29. So he's obviously the littlest hobo um, getting passed from club to club. He only likes playing against you lots. He's ex-Everton. Otherwise, he's useless. That's what I said, Dan. I think he puts in a shift because he's an Ever- Evertonian. Injuries ruined his career. Um, OB, I feel like I've done Harvey Elliott a little disservice. I said that when Klopp brought on Harvey Elliott and Simicast, it was almost like waving the the white flag. We're not going to get back into this. And then he popped up with an assist for Diaz. Um, and to be honest, he's he's not been as effective when he starts a game. Um, especially if you listen to people on Twitter and from what I've watched in these cup games and stuff. But whenever he comes on on the 60th, 70th minute, he never lets us down. His energy seems to kill teams. And do you, and do you know what it is, Scott? He's, he's got a really good first touch. He's technically mm. a very good player and it's underrated. And he, he's he got a real will to make things happen. I thought the cross for Diaz was absolutely tremendous. It really was. It, it, it was a Trent Alexander-Arnold type cross, wasn't it? And mm. um, he, he's quality. He is quality. He makes things happen. Like you say, he's good off the bench, particularly, um, and um, he doesn't let us down. He doesn't let us down. He's, he is a really, really good footballer. Um, I know that he's not always popular with large, large sort of um, parts of our fan base who, who think he's either too slow or he, he hasn't got the natural pace. But technically, he's a strong, strong player, and I think he he, he does a really good job for us and. He is a strong member of our squad and he makes a difference when he comes off the bench. Uh, Dan and Travis saying he went to Nice in France. Uh, I bet that was nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> that's that Harry Enfield sketch, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. I know a place that's nice. 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 <laughs> um, I'm sure he went to Turkey. Maybe that was on loan from... Chelsea and then he went to Nice but anyway um, we've got to give a, sh- a shout out to Alisson again OB that save maybe 10 minutes before they actually scored it could have got a lot worse a lot sooner than it did in the 81st minute 
Um, it was yeah. a great move again from Luton, hitting us on the break and Allison out off his line quick as anything. And I thought, Jesus Christ, we were nearly 1-0 down there. The writing was on the wall and they did score in the end. But what a save from Allison! Absolutely. Great save. And and he continues to be the best keeper in the league, in my view. I don't think there's many people in the can world. argue with that. In the world. Wow. In the okay. world. I think I think there's the, there's a there's an elite group and we all kind of know who the elite elite um goalkeepers are and I think him, Courtois and maybe a couple of others, Edison. Um but I think he's he's up in that group and he continues to show why he's so important. Um did so well and, and, and just just an absolutely solid goalkeeper and he's he's good with his feet as well. <laughs> I laugh Scott, cheers Dan. <laughs> Um, where do we go from here, OB? Um, we're not in a title race, are we? It's too early. Well, you know, we've got players like Gravenbeck settling in. We've still got to fix the number six CDM. Alexis McAllister is going to find his feet elsewhere on the pitch out of CDM. Sobersly is obviously young still. He's going to find more of his, his feet. Nunez has still got a bit to go before he's, well, quite a bit to go after today's outrageous miss um, from two yards. He's got quite a bit to go. This is still a growing team. Canate, there's rumours were linked with that Ait Nori of Wolves at left back. We've got a way to go. We're not a, um, a title race, are we? I don't think we're any more or less in the title race than Arsenal at this point, who were ahead of and goal scored. We're on the same goal difference, same points, same games. Um, so we, we we just keep ticking over. It's one of them. You can't get too up with the the good times when you batter teams, and you can't get too down when you have a have a have a draw away um, a potentially tough opponent. So I'm I'm okay with it. We just keep we move on, and we just see how the the team develops. And Klopp will be spending a lot of time on the. Um, on the training ground, making sure that the boys develop and they learn from the mistakes. I think there's a lot of youngsters, a lot of people learning a lot in the team. So we'll see where we go. But I'm I'm quietly confident that we're going to show a, a, a much improved Liverpool overall this season. And hopefully that means either a, a cup or two and, and something to show for it at the end and hopefully a Champions League spot. And we've got Man City in three weeks as well. I think it's three weeks you- today. Do you know what? I'm going to call this and I'm going to say it, right? And you can play this back and you can use it afterwards. I think Klopp is going to play 4-2-4 against City. And I think he's going to go for it and he's going to play Gakpo and he, um, as, as, a, as a guy behind the front three and he's going to really go all guns blazing. And, and Pep will do what he always does. He'll overthink how Liverpool are playing. He'll start playing about with teams and we're going to beat him. And I think I said this this time last season, and we've done exactly the same thing, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, we beat him 1 0 at Anfield. We got slapped at uh, Etihad, though, didn't we? It was about 4 1, 5 1. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we did. We scored but, first um, as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I think we did. But um, I, I've just got this feeling that we're. We're going to do something completely different, and Klopp's got a plan for that game. He's very, very good in them big games as well, and that can be underestimated. And uh, I think he'll find a formation, and I think he'll go four-two-four. I've got this feeling that there'll be no playing about in midfield. He'll just take away the oh, you've got an extra man or two in midfield because you're playing all these inverted people doing this, that, and the other. That doesn't matter because we'll be we'll 
we'll be banging it into the, the strikers as quick, direct as we can, and we'll be causing you absolute bedlam all over the place. There's a lot of football to be played between then and now, though. So next up is Europa League, which I don't care about. Obi, are you asked about <laughs> Europa League? <laughs> I'll care about it when we get to the final. I'll probably I'll come alive in the semis, I reckon. Um, I'll care about it from the semis onward. Uh, and then Brentford, and then it's another international break that everyone hates. And then it's Man City. So, yeah, there's two games before the Man City game. But me and Obi will be back, no doubt between then and now to go over definitely the Brentford game, not so much the uh, Toulouse, is it? I think it's Toulouse again. Is it, Thursday, is isn't it Toulouse it? away, is it? Yeah. Um, Trav, are you going to get a buzz cut like Alison now, Scott, like when you grew your beard when he did? <laughs> I'll think about it, mate. I'm not sure I've got the hairline for a buzz cut, to be honest, mate. Uh, Dan, I could do your hairline um, if you're still watching. I've, I'm definitely receding too much for it. I couldn't carry it off. Uh, but Dan, you should definitely grow a beard like Alison. I reckon it would suit you. Um, Obi, cheers for joining, mate. Thank God we got that injury time equaliser. Um, would you have still come on if we got beat? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I would, I, I, I would have been, I would have been in a very different mood. At the end of the day, you take your moments, you get away with it, you move on. Everybody gets excited. All the anti-Liverpool fans uh, get excited. I bet they're all absolutely like buzzing, going, oh, they're going to lose, they're going to lose. And when that went in, it's like a pin. We just took all the air out and we just move on. And uh, it's, it's two points dropped ultimately, but you learn from it, you move on, and it's not a defeat, is it? So there you go. Yeah, got to be happy with that. Um, again, just the last word taking nothing away from Luton. Incredible performance. Uh, I've got a little soft spot for them now. That that didn't sound like 10,000 fans, did it, Obi? It sounded like 30 minimum. They were loud yeah, as anything, weren't they? Yeah, they did, but some of the chants that they were... They, they, they yeah, were oh yeah. Stuff. I forgot about it's that. Put, no. Put, 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 Send put them down. Of, yeah, exactly. In the bin. In the bin, boys. Hope you get relegated, lads, because singing about that, it's nothing to do with you. It was uncalled for. Um, it was archaic... Trav, there you go. I've put it into another um, another poddy. Trav loves the word archaic when I said Arsenal are bottle jobs. Um, <laughs> right, nice one. Have a good week, OB. I'll see you on the next one, no doubt, whenever that may be. Um, if anyone's made it this far, don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, mate. Go on, Luis Diaz. Yes. <laughs> oh, you beauty! What a headshot!